book three chapters one through four of of the love of god by saint francis de sales translated by h l sidney lear this librivox recording is in the public domain book three the progress and perfection of love chapter one how divine love may be continually growing in us the friends of god go from strength to strength and are renewed every day that is through good works they grow in that righteousness they have received of god's grace ever more and more according as we read he that is righteous let him be righteous still and he that is holy let him be holy still revelation chapter twenty two verse eleven the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day proverbs four verse eighteen speaking the truth in love let us grow up into him in all things which is the head even christ ephesians chapter four verse fifteen and again i pray that your love may abound more and more philippians chapter one verse nine i never heard of any animal to whose growth there was no limit save the crocodile which being extremely small at first continues to grow so long as it lives wherein it represents alike good and evil men for the presumption of them that hate thee increaseth ever more and more says david and the just shine more and more unto the perfect day psalm seventy four verse twelve proverbs four verse eighteen it is not possible for them to be stationary he who does not gain must lose in this commerce he who is not ascending the ladder must descend he who conquers not must needs be conquered we live amid risk and strife unless we fight we shall perish but we cannot fight without overcoming nor overcome without being victorious st bernard quoting job's words that man continueth not goes on to show that he must continually advance or fall back he cannot be stationary all run but one receiveth the prize so run that ye may obtain one corinthians chapter nine verse twenty four what is the prize save jesus christ and how are ye to obtain except ye follow him and if ye follow ye must be ever going on for he will never pause but continue in his course of love and obedience unto death the death of the cross let there be no limit st bernard says save that of life to your pursuit of your lord run eagerly and swiftly for what avails it that you run unless you attain i have applied my heart to fulfil thy statutes alway even unto the end psalm 119 verse 112 david says not for a while but unto the end and forasmuch as he seeks eternal well-doing his reward will be eternal 
Blessed are those that are undefiled in the way, and walk in the law of the Lord. And woe be to them that are impure, and walk not therein. Satan has said, I will sit upon the mount. But we are on a road, and a road means walking, not sitting. And he who walks rightly must make ground. It was to his chosen friend that God said, Walk before me, and be thou perfect. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Real virtue knows no limit, but is ever pressing onward, above all, holy charity, which is the queen of virtues, and which, having an infinite aim, would itself become infinite, could it find a heart capable of infinity, for it is restrained only by the capacity of its recipients, by reason of which, just as no one can ever see God fully, so no one can love him as fully as he is to be loved. That heart which could love God fully would possess a will infinitely good, which none can possess, save God only. So we may go on continually attaining greater heights of perfection in love, but our love can never be infinite. God's Holy Spirit can raise our minds to great supernatural efforts, but there is a mighty gulf between the finite and the infinite, and before they can be assimilated, either must lose its specific nature, which cannot be. Thus even our Lord's own charity, in so far as it was human, however great and superior to all that men or angels can fathom, yet is not infinite in its humanity, but only inasmuch as it flowed from a person of infinite excellence, from a divine person, the eternal Son of the Omnipotent Father. Meanwhile, it is a priceless gift that we are permitted to go on in unlimited growth in God's love amid this weary life. They shall go from strength to strength. Psalm 84, verse 7. Chapter 2. How easy our Lord has made the growth of love. Consider the cup of cold water, or the mouthful of bread given to the poor for Christ's sake. How petty a thing it is in man's sight, and yet God rewards it, and largely increases the love of the giver. Among all the fine linen and costly gifts of the tabernacle, we find goat's hair accepted, and in likewise God accepts and rewards the smallest acts which spring from love. Like as in Arabia Felix, not the aromatic plants alone, but all vegetation shares in their sweetness. So in the loving soul, not only acts of direct charity, but all minor duties are affected by the grace of holy love, and raise up a sweet savor before God's majesty, who in return augments that gracious love. I say God makes it to increase, because love does not grow as a tree, sending forth its branches of itself, but like faith and hope, it springs solely from God's goodness which increases and perfects it. Like the bee, which born as it is in honey, 
continues to be fed thereon and just as the pearl is not only formed of dew but is fed thereby and the mother-of-pearl opens its shell towards the sky as though to invite the sweet dews of dawning day so having received faith hope and charity from god's exceeding love we must needs continually turn and open our hearts to him that we may receive the increase of those virtues thus our mother church teaches us to pray almighty and everlasting god give unto us the increase of faith hope and charity therein imitating the apostle's petition lord increase our faith luke chapter seventeen verse five and accepting what saint paul teaches that is that god is able to make all grace abound toward you two corinthians chapter nine verse eight god gives this increase according to the use we make of his grace as it is written whosoever hath to him shall be given and he shall have abundance matthew chapter thirteen verse twelve for in this way we can fulfill our lord's precept lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven as though he said go on storing up the treasures of good works fastings prayers and alms and as the widow's two mites were accepted and great treasures accumulate out of tiny offerings so very trifling good deeds imperfect as they may seem yet have their value in god's sight so that although in themselves they may not have strength to increase our love already existing yet his divine goodness credits us with them and will not fail to reward them with greater love now and a more abundant share of glory hereafter bees make that delicious honey which is their chief work but their wax too has its value and the loving heart which strives after great and fervent virtues will not lose the reward of those lesser good deeds and god will love him the more for them and god never loves a loving soul without increasing its love our love being the special product of his love for us the more steadfastly we gaze upon a mirror the more our reflection seems to gaze in return at us and the more god suffers his loving gaze to rest upon our soul made as it is in his image and likeness so much the more we are one to gaze upon him responding as we may in our littleness to the increase of his mighty love the council of trent affirms that righteousness is maintained and increased by good works and that as saint bernard says without exception little things fostering holy love in their proportion and great deeds more and more such is the love god bears to our souls such the longing we ought to cherish for growth in his love his gracious tenderness turns all to our good and enables us to reap the fruit of all our efforts to please him however frail they be among moral virtues 
we do not find that trifling efforts increase the virtue whence they spring on the contrary if very small they enfeeble it for example liberality dwindles where our gifts are insignificant and becomes niggardliness but among those virtues which are heaven-born above all in love every exercise thereof brings increase nor need we marvel if divine love that royal virtue has not great or small but what is lovable even as the balm monarch of all aromatic plants has no leaf or twig which does not carry its sweet savour and what could love produce that would not be worthy of love and tend to love chapter three how the loving soul advances in love let us follow the example of the great master of that love we teach and use a parable a great king having espoused a gracious princess brought her one day apart to hold converse with her when behold through an untimely accident she suddenly swooned away to his great grief and consternation for he loved her as his life but this very love roused him to succour her and he speedily found a precious cordial which revived her then gently raising her he upheld and sustained her as she walked until at last the virtue of a certain plaster which he laid upon her heart gave her strength to go alone he only giving her his arm hers the while resting against his breast thereby rendering her four kindly services for first he testified the loving care he had for her secondly he still comforted her thirdly if her strength failed again he was upholding her and fourthly if the way chanced to be rugged she was leaning on him thus he guarded her carefully till night when he helped to lay her in the royal bed now the righteous soul is our lord's bride and as it cannot be righteous without being in charity neither is it his bride unless it be led apart amid those delicious perfumes whereof the song of songs tells us but if a soul thus honoured commits sin it falls into a spiritual swoon and this is verily an untimely accident for who could imagine that a creature would forsake its creator and its sovereign good for anything so worthless as the pleasures of sin truly heaven marvels thereat and had god passions like unto us he were overwhelmed with grief even as when he took upon himself our mortal flesh he died upon the cross for this very thing but now having died once for all he comes to the soul's rescue and pours into it his gracious inspirations whereby it revives and restores consciousness and all that without any effort of its own he strengthens it with emotions of hope faith and penitence and not merely does he lead it onwards 
but he upholds it so that it scarce knows whether it is being carried or moving of itself even as saint paul says not i but the grace of god which was with me 1 corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 but when the soul is wholly restored by the bondage of love which god's holy spirit puts upon the heart it can go by itself in the strength of that healing love and then indeed it owes all glory to the god who has so strengthened it for whether the holy spirit strengthens us by his inspirations or by the love he sheds within the heart whether his succor raises and bears us or gives us strength to go of ourselves come what may it is through him that we live and move and have our being but that we may go on the better in god's presence towards the end our salvation his love succors the soul holding it ever in his hand for thus he shows the exceeding sweetness of his love he gives the soul ever fresh confidence he protects it from the evil tendencies and habits of past sin and he defends and upholds it against all temptation we sometimes see powerful men who need being stimulated to put forth their strength and so to say to be led to their work and so god does not leave us to go forth alone but he entreats and stimulates us while at the same time he stimulates his own love on our behalf renewing in our ear such warnings as st paul's see that ye receive not the grace of god in vain two corinthians chapter six verse one as we have opportunity let us do good unto all men galatians chapter six verse ten so run that ye may obtain one corinthians chapter nine verse twenty four and he is continually speaking to the ear of our heart that which he said to the patriarch abraham walk before me and be thou perfect genesis chapter seventeen verse one above all that soul which attempts any special undertaking stands in need of god's help for while feeble love will dispose us and give us sufficient strength for what is necessary to salvation those who would undertake very excellent and unwanted works need to be upheld by the hand of our divine lover even as the princess of my parable who could not go far without her lord upheld her thus it was through god's grace and love that saint anthony and saint simeon stylites led their wondrous lives so also the blessed teresa when she made her vow of special obedience saint francis and saint louis when they undertook to cross the ocean for god's glory the blessed francis saviour when he devoted his life to the conversion of the indies st charles when he offered up to serve the plague-stricken st paulinus when he sold himself to ransom the widow's son they could never have achieved such noble undertakings if to the charity already filling their hearts god had not added special courage 
light and inspiration leading them on to such extraordinary feats of spiritual strength remember again that the young man of whom we read in the gospel whom our lord loved and who therefore was not without charity he had assuredly no thought of selling all he had to give to the poor and following our lord and even when the dear lord vouchsafed to inspire him with it he had not courage to carry it out for such mighty works we need not inspiration only but strength to effect that which inspiration requires of us as also under the assault of special temptation we need a special and individual presence of heavenly aid therefore it is that the church so frequently bids us cry out arise help us and deliver us make clean our hearts within us prevent us o lord in all our doings make speed to help us o lord and the like in order that through such prayers we may obtain grace to perform excellent and extraordinary works as also to perform those which are ordinary with greater fervor to resist lesser temptations more steadfastly and to meet such as are heavier with more hardy resistance saint anthony underwent the assault of a troop of demons and after unspeakable trial and struggle at last he beheld the roof of his cell burst asunder and a ray of heavenly light pierced within scattering the dark host of the enemy at once and effacing all the wounds he had received whereby he recognized the special presence of god and turning towards the glad vision he cried out where wert thou o dear jesus where wert thou wherefore camest thou not at first to spare me this trial and the answer came from on high i was beside thee anthony but i waited the issue of thy strife good and valiant soldier i will never fail thee wherein lay the valor of this great spiritual warrior he himself had recorded how being assaulted by the devil he began to chant the seventh verse of the hundred and eighteenth psalm the lord taketh my part with them that help me therefore shall i see my desire upon mine enemies so too our lord revealed to saint catherine of siena that he was in her heart during a cruel temptation which she underwent as a captain in the midst of a beleaguered fortress and that without his succor she had been lost it is even so with every onslaught we experience from the enemy so that we may fitly speak like jacob of the angel which redeemed me from all evil and say with david the lord is my shepherd therefore can i lack nothing he shall feed me in a green pasture and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort he shall convert my soul and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Chapter 4 Of Perseverance in This Holy Love Just as a tender mother leads her child, upholding him when needful, and letting him go by himself where the path is easy, one while holding his hand to steady him, another carrying him in her arms. Even so, our dear Lord watches tenderly over the children of his love, leading them through difficult places, and carrying them through trials which were else unbearable. I, the Lord, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 13 Therefore we may boldly trust in God and his certain succor, sure that if we act up to his grace, he will finish the good work he has begun in us. For it is God which worketh in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 this guiding which God vouchsafes to the soul from its first beginnings of love until that final perfection which only comes with death is what we call the great gift of final perseverance, a gift to which our Lord has attached eternal glory. He that endureth unto the end shall be saved. Matthew chapter 10 verse 22 in fact, that gift is simply the united course of guidance, succor, and support by means of which we abide in God's love to the end. Just as the education and upbringing of a child is simply a series of care, instruction, and assistance bestowed upon him until he attains an age when he becomes independent of all such. Nevertheless, the course of such guidance is not alike to all who persevere. With some it is very brief, as with those whose conversion immediately precedes death, for example the good thief, or the soldier who won by St. James' steadfast faith, professed his faith, and shared the apostles' martyrdom then and there, or that jailer who kept the forty martyrs of Sebast and who, seeing one of their number falter and renounce the martyr's palm, himself took the vacant place and became simultaneously a Christian and a martyr. Or the notary we read of in the life of St. Antony of Padua, who after a vile life died a martyr's death. Or many another we hold blessed in that they died in grace, having lived in sin such as these reached the haven after a brief voyage achieving their pilgrimage with one bound which god's almighty hand enables them to make so opportunely that their enemies behold them triumphant ere yet the strife seems to have begun conversion and perseverance in their case being one and the same strictly speaking we can scarcely call this perseverance, although it attains the same end. With others, again, perseverance is long. For example, Anna, with her fourscore years, St. John the Evangelist, St. Paul the First Hermit, 
St. Hilarion, St. Romuald, or St. Francis de Paul, and these have needed sundry manner of help, according to the nature and duration of their various pilgrimages. Under all circumstances, perseverance is the best gift we can desire in this life, a gift, as the Council of Trent teaches, which we can seek only from God, who alone can strengthen those who stand and lift up them that fall. Therefore, we are bound to ask it continually, using the means to win it which God has set before us, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, the sacraments, the companionship of good men, hearing and reading God's word. And forasmuch as the gift of prayer and devotion is freely given to all who heartily yield themselves up to God's Holy Spirit, it is in our own power to persevere. Not that I mean to say that the first springs of perseverance depend upon ourselves, far from it. They are a precious gift of God's mercy. But that gift is put at our disposal to use according to our will, which is certainly in our own power. For while God's grace is necessary to a persevering will, such a will is in our power, because his grace never fails us when our will acts up to our power. As St. Bernard says, we may all truly affirm with St. Paul that neither death nor life, nor angels nor powers, nor depth nor height can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8 verse 38 no created power can wrest us from that holy love. Only we ourselves can of our own will forsake it. Our own will is all we have to fear. Therefore, it behooves us to put all our hope in God, who will perform that good work he has begun in us, provided we do not fail him. Do not imagine but that he who bade the paralytic man go and sin no more gave him abundant power of will to obey the precept. He would not bid his faithful servants persevere without enabling them to do so. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, Quit you like men, be strong. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13 So run, that ye may obtain. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 24 With David we must cry out, Cast me not away in the time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. Certain that, if we ask the blessed gift of perseverance, he will not refuse it to us. End of Book 3, Chapter 4